السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أخوتي وأحبتي بالله uh, جزاكم الله خير for tuning in and thank you for uh, being here week after week and I pray to Allah عز وجل that the uh, Ramadan is um, your perseverance with Ramadan and your ibadat uh, and worshiping Allah عز وجل is getting only better and better by the day Subhanallah today in my khutbah uh, in uh, Nali Mosque, I was talking about how some of us, subhanAllah, doesn't have those habits that, you know, to pray and therefore when you want to pray even more or the habits of praying is not that it's good. So when you want to pray more in Ramadan, it's a struggle because you already, your baseline is already very low. Uh, but to persevere, inshallah, because that will only be increasing. So increasing your capacity, bi'idhnillah, to become more a better worshipper. And one of the things also about worshiping Allah Azza wa Jal, um, things are easy. And Allah Azza wa Jal uh, makes it, uh, subhanAllah, very easy for us. So we can start with just a supplication of Allah Azza wa Jal, subhanAllah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha Allah, wallahu akbar. And you say that, you know, 33 times each one uh, after each salah. And that's really, really good because that is a sadaqah. It's almost like you're paying money. And that tip was given to um, the poor of the Medina because they didn't have money to give and they were concerned that you know the rich people were uh, exceeding them because they have the money to uh, to, to to donate and in people with more charity since we all they were saying since we all pray and we do the same more ibadah but then the money they have the money to worship more Allah Azza wa Jal and give more money for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal and Muhammad gave them that tip is they can do it and he also gave it to Fatima so um so I hope you you Good in Ramadan. As for today, inshallah, our episode today is about the marriage. So with the marriage, we're going to be talking about the marriage in Islam and what is the guidelines, if you like, and what should be and what should be not. Um, SubhanAllah, we already spoken about the first episode. We talked about the being uh, acquainted and getting to know each other uh, one way or another. And, you know, it's in nowadays, it's normal for women maybe to work and they'll be at the workplace. There'll be some men who may be interested or uh, at the university. It happens, but the women is, you know, the Muslim women and the man will put their limitations for themselves and the way they deal with the, you know, with the other sex within what Allah Azza wa have gave guidance to us. And as long as everything, the guidance of Allah Azza wa and the orders and the halal and haram is all persevered, it's fine, alhamdulillah, inshallah. As for the khutbah, we also spoke about the khutbah and what uh, should be right and should, uh, what's right and what's wrong. We also talk about the way that you know the women uh, should be seen in the khutbah. And today we'll be talking about the marriage. So with the marriage, subhanAllah, um, uh, with the, I will get back to you, inshallah, about your questions after I finish my talk. Tashwa will be reading the questions the questions, and will be, inshallah, um, responding to them one by one. So with the marriage, um, subhanallah, it is, as I said in the khutbah, it will have to have, in the khutbah episode, or khutbah episode, it will have to have the consent of the female. It will have to also to have the consent of the father. Uh, as well as the consent of the groom, the man who's getting married. Um, so, giving that happened, and then 
with the marriage, there is also the dowry. Now, Islamically, and I know some cultures are different, but Islamically, the dowry is being paid from the man to the woman. That's how the dowry is being paid, from the man to the woman. And the dowry is used then to um, furnish the house, and that's what Muhammad did with Fatima. Ali paid the dowry to Fatima, and Muhammad used that dowry to buy uh, items, furniture, for the house of household of Fatima and Ali. Now, if somebody have too much money, they can pay too much. It could be just a gift. But this is the baseline we're talking about here. Now, while we're talking about marriage, and there is the, the one of the issues is the the huge dowries. Um, it's it's a it's an issue because some people, um, some people um, are being asked to pay too much and the guidance the thing is there's no limitation on how the dowry should be up or down there's no limitation whatsoever so the ulama said if somebody has got money you don't say to, no to him so he can pay dowry as much as you want and the more you pay you know he's he's basically it's a gift for the for the bride and he's giving her that gift so he's honoring her we say you know i'm you know i'm giving you this hard and Money is my gift to you, so that's acceptable. But if the if the husband to be is poor, then you don't ask too much of him. And this is what we get from the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam when the women came to um, came to him and she wanted to get married. And he said, one sahab says, "Well, I'll marry her." He says, "Well, what do you have for dowry?" He says, "You know, I'll give him my my thobe." And it says, well, if you give her the thobe, you'll be without a thobe because you only have one on you. He was too poor, that Sahabi. He says, well, what do you do? He says, don't, you don't even have a ring of metal, just a pure pure metal, just, just you know, basic metal, not even silver, but just one ring that's a metal. He says, you know, Wallahi, Rasulullah, I don't even have that. He says, okay, so you're the bride, the, the, um, the groom, sorry, the bride dowry is the Quran that you memorize. That's her dowry. So you, remember, you, you you teach her that Quran, she memorize it, and then that will be, inshallah, your dowry. Now, you can see there's a lot of variations here. So if, as I said, again, it's the, this issue, it's people get crossed a lot. And um, we need to understand if, if you know, لا يراد صاحب سعى ولا يكلف صاحب ضيق so if somebody has got money, you know, whatever he pays, alhamdulillah, it's good. But the women, if the if the husband cannot pay, whatever he pays is alhamdulillah good. Whatever little he pays. And if, with the people with the money, whatever high they pay is alhamdulillah. Then the problem after that is it becomes when the the envious so women wants to get married because, uh, and get as much as money as her cousin or whatever to have that wedding what have you and this is something we'll have to be conscious for you know brothers and sisters allah azza wa jal have created us with a certain with a certain rizq not everybody have money and not everybody also have the faith everybody have something so when somebody and we already talked about when you want to get married you will need to get the 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 one with the faith, and everything else comes underneath that. So within that, 
if somebody came with the money and they paid alhamdulillah all good and pay a lot if somebody come without the money and they and his good husband and the and the wife is happy well the groom the bride is happy with him and the father is happy with him fine ala barakatillah you know let it be but if he's going to be be sent away just because he doesn't have the money it's a bit iffy having said that if the it could be fitna for the daughter and the the, uh, the wife to be if she was married to into a poor marriage it could be fitna to her you know Sa'd ibn Ubadi used to pray to Allah Azza wa Jal never to make him poor because he's a man he says I'm not good as a poor person I'm, I'm good only as a rich person he's aware of his capabilities and he's aware of and he's a hobby he's aware of his capabilities and his limitation and he said this is what I'm good I'm, I'm okay when I have money and I'm not okay when I don't have the money so if the money is as important you get somebody who's rich but also have faith and when he's got money you can be lavishly pay whatever he wants but if the husband that the bride is happy with is poor you don't burden him with the money this is this this is important to understand from the beginning now after that with the with the dowry some people ask for nothing up front and they'll say it's muakhar so it will be only paid you know after a certain time of oh if you do of the divorces happen that i wouldn't say it's a bid'ah because the ulama says it's okay uh, but muhammad didn't do it and i don't like it as far as i know if you have the money you pay for it it's, there's no point of saying you know we're gonna just put it on paper we'll put twenty thousand dollars on paper what's the point what do you want to show off this is defeats the object muslims don't show off because this is riya and this is um th this is nifaq you don't show off you know alhamdulillah this is much we have money and we this allah Azza wa Jalla made it for a purpose we go with it so how much you have you pay you don't have subhanallah you know i don't have the money i can promise you know if i have the money i'll pay but you don't make it as of like you know it's twenty thousand pound but you pay only if you get divorced keeping in mind from the cases that we've seen um from the cases that we've seen when when the two a uh, couple get to a point where they want to get divorced usually she give up everything she oh she 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 you know would get and she just give up and she has to, to get a divorce because she doesn't want to be with them so i don't think it's a good trade-off that you want to you know you know have a big dowry but only if you get divorced and some people said you know we want to secure her future if she got divorced marriage is not a financial institution brothers and sisters the marriage is a, a a social institution this is a social union that muhammad sallallahu uh, alaihi have told us how what to be done how to be done you know with the guidance of allah azza wa jal so told us how to be done this is what marriage is if somebody's looking to go into the marriage so and if the marriage didn't work then they'll get they'll be better off because of all the money they'll get by the end of it that's absolutely wrong this is this is just not right that's not right at all subhanallah so you'll have to um you'll have to be um aware of that subhanallah now with the with the marriage of there is the um, there is the secret of marriage to successful marriage inshallah
So once you've done, once you have a good choice and you can only make a good choice as much as you can. Um, so you choose only from the women from faith or a man from faith, from, you know, for Iman. And then from there, you look into the other thing. Um, and that will be, sorry, I'm just trying to get this here. And, and even if it didn't work, and we'll talk about divorce, inshallah, in the fourth episode. But even if it's the work, it's fine because it's all qasma, it's all nasib. So, but you can only try your best uh, from the beginning. That's what you can try um, to try from the beginning, which is just to choose the right, um, the right wife, inshallah, for you. And then um, she chose the best one for her. There is a written... Um, I've been writing about this for a long time, and you know, um, you know, the um, in my manager in my management for the Islamic uh, Center in for Newcastle, we deal with a lot of cases of marriage and divorces, and from my experience, the the secrets for marriage is comes to uh, what I've called them fifteen Subhanallah um, uh, thirteen uh, secrets of marriage. So the first one is the gift. You need to be a, a you need to be um, generous with you as a husband. Both of you, you need to be generous with each other to give each other. And don't if this is a health if it's going to be a healthy relationship, you need to give without waiting for the return. Because you know that this person is generous and they will give as much as they can when they can. You know. So the gift is the first and foremost one. We're already talking about subhanAllah. We're already talking about, you know, is Muslim, is good character. We're already talking about that. And then we talked about the 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 um uh we talked about the salah and all the, the things that we've already spoken about. So the first thing is the gift. The second thing is the communication. And communication is not just verbal. Verbal communication is about 53%, even some in some studies it's even less. So you'll have the body language, you have the messages that you know, the text that you give it, that you keep in touch always. Think of it, think of it if how you would like to be connected to Allah Azza wa Jal. So you always supplicate, you always say subhanAllah, alhamdulillah. You go out of the house, you say al khuruj, you go into the house, you say su'ad al-dukhul, you go into the car, you say su'ad al-kub. And you always do dua, you always do dua. And if you maintain the connection with your wife in such a way, it will go also a long way. And they can simply say, you know, you're at work and you send the message, says you're on my mind, I pray that you are well. It's not just, you know, you only send a message because what do you want to do? Uh, what shall I get for you today on the world, on the road? You're not just a messenger. You're not a shopping um, card. You're a husband. And also, you know, to check if the if everything is okay in the house, if she's okay, everything is fine. So ask about the, the your wife and vice versa as well. But don't expect an answer straight away because that's irritating, especially for men. Uh, third thing is, to let go don't don't get just everything that you'll have to be done you know to the point you have to cross every t you have to to dot every i no you have to let a few things just go muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he had once an issue with um 
uh, job had a job uh, an issue from uh, with one of his wife Hafsa, and uh, Jibril came and told him everything that happened in his absence. So when he spoke with her, Muhammad sallam, he said a few things. He let a few things go. He didn't mention everything, although he knew about it, and they were not you know. You have to swallow it. It wasn't easy, but he let a few things go. And this is how you should be always treating each other rather than be at the throat of each other with every single, you know, mistake, with every single thing that's been said. You know, you have to allow each other. You're a human. You get angry even sometimes. You know, Muhammad Sallallahu said once to Aisha, I know when you're angry with me. And she said, what do you mean? When? How? He says, when you're happy with me, he says, Warabu Muhammad. But when you're angry with me, says Warabu Ibrahim. So when you're angry with me, you don't you don't you don't you know make um, an oath by the by the Rabb Muhammad. No, so by Rabb Ibrahim. He says, "Wallahi Rasulullah, illa smak." Then she says, "You know, he knows." But she says, "You know, I only you know jilt your name, but I don't jilt you. You know, I always love you, respect you." Um, and that's another thing. The fourth one is the the. Um, to focus and show interest always, always. So don't be distracted distracted with other women. Focus with your wife. Don't be distracted with work. Give your wife time. Don't be distracted with even children. Give your wife a time. They need to have a time from you. Because why? Because كلكم راعين وكل راعين مسؤول عن رعيته. So we all, we all um, responsible for the people that you entrusted with us. And as a husband and as a wife, you, you don't just provide the food and, and other materialistic, you also provide for the passion, for the caring, for the attention, for the love. That's what you provide for as well. And your wife can only get this from you. You don't expect your wife to call an Uber and ask for a pizza of love or attention. It doesn't happen. And if she got if she's getting attention from somewhere else, this is major, major alert. No. It doesn't happen. Don't push her to that. And I've already said this before. If a betrayal happened, it's not a weakness of the marriage. It's weakness of the character and the faith. That's what it is. But what we do, we always try our best to support each other. And then, therefore, we try to give the the wife the attention that she needs and crave for. And you have to keep in mind. You know, the women loves to talk. Most of the women love to talk, and most of the men don't like to talk. And I've already spoke about this. So you need to focus and, and pay attention to your, to your wife and have an engaging, um, proactive listening. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have a hadith, it's called Hadith Umm Zara, and it's a long one. It's a long one. And basically the hadith is, Aisha, is talking to, with Muhammad sallallahu alaihi telling him about the story she heard um, about the uh, that happened among the Arabs, and what it is, ten women came together in one night and they said, "Tonight we shall not lie," and every woman was going to talk about her husband and she say only the truth, nothing but the truth. You're talking about an episode here, a few episodes, you know, everybody talking about her husband saying this and that, and. Aisha saying this to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, telling him that. That is a long hadith. And Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam attentively listened and he was engaged 
and he said to her, you know, I'm a, I'm a good husband and will be as good as the, the one that came out of the story. But that husband, this husband and story divorced his first wife, says, I will not divorce you. He was listening, he was engaged. And that's the hadi of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So we need to follow the sunnah, inshallah. Now, the fifth thing is love and respect. Some believe that they can love, but not necessarily, not necessarily respect. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, not thinking. Um, my, my, my belief is you cannot have a marriage without respect. You can have a, a, a marriage without, um, without love, but you cannot have a marriage without respect. You cannot have any relationship without respect. Otherwise, it will turn to be an abusive relationship. And that's not acceptable. So you'll have to have the respect at all time, adhere at all time. And if you marry somebody with the faith, with the iman, they will always treat with respect, always. If that person with iman is not treating the other, the spouse with respect, it means there's something wrong with their faith, and but inshallah the faith will work it out. We don't say to him, stop praying. No, keep praying, pray more, because the respect, uh, because the, the, the relationship will be, the relationship with Allah, your character will be will be corrected if you're praying. So, love, respect, they have come hand in hand. If there's no respect, if there's no love, but there have to be respect. If there's no respect, love doesn't doesn't wash it. And uh, sixth thing is the justice to be just. Some people deals with double standard so what's good for me is not good for you and what's good for you is not good for me that's not right double standard is not right yes allah Azza wa Jal have uh, said that something there are things that uh, a man can do and a woman cannot do fine that's not you know that's not um that's not double standard that's just a pure nature you know a bird can can fly and a fish can swim that's not double standards. That everybody is have is good with something, and you treat everybody according to their strength and weaknesses. But you don't treat them with double standards. So you know to take more or less, it's just not right. You have to be just with yourself, with your spouse, all the time with people. And now, seventh thing: criticism, criticizing. There is. There's an issue with criticizing some of the cultures, subhanallah, take that, you know, they will, they will, they want to give um, criticism in a way that it's hurtful. So the others wouldn't, wouldn't forget. And that's just not right. This is not criticism. This is hurting someone. This is hurting the loved one. You have to think of to give advice, to give compliment. But criticism is too hard. Anybody is too hard to take. So when uh, Muhammad sallallahu wanted to give an advice to uh, Abdullah ibn Umar, he says, وَنِعْمَ الرَّجُلُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ إِنْ قَامَ اللَّيْلِ So he says, Abdullah is a very good man if he uh, did qiyam. That was an advice. It wasn't criticism. Well, the criticism was he's not doing the qiyam al-layl. But that was an advice, an encouragement, a compliment at the same time. And that's what did Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You need to understand that because some people are only good with criticism, not good with compliments, and that gets us into double standards and the unjust. It's not fair if you just keep criticizing things without actually providing a positive feedback. 
you have even if you have um even if you have criticism you'll have to find a way to make it constructive so if the uh, if your husband is not good with shopping you can work with him to become a good shopper says you know understand shopping is not you know your forte but i can't go you'll have to go so try to look for this and that try to help him um if the wife is not good with certain things you can also try to give her some guidance and advice if you don't know seek guidance and advice but just don't don't give just criticism now uh, number eight is devotion some people um don't want to give more they will only give as much as they receive and then also equal they they the treat with you know we're equal but in a way that it's you know tete a tat always it's not right it's not right home the marriage should be safe space where both part with both uh, spouses can give without worry about the person that's a person um not giving back this is important so this would allow devotion and this is where the romance comes because romance is the creativity in love but creativity only comes when you have a safe space to give and receive um and nine uh, is generosity and this is what i hinted for at the beginning the gift so generosity um if you give and give and give and think of ways you know more creativity to give that is um that is just gold for marriage and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he would generously give with his time with what you have to his to his family uh, as well as sahabas because you know stinginess is just it's not good manners at all um and then number number 10 I've um, I've put Facebook because Facebook is a major distraction um you know if you think about it we were ordered when we walk down the street to lower our gaze because there are some distractions along the road which can spoil the marriage one way or another but Facebook is even worse because with the with the, with the when you walk down the street you will see what 10 20 30 person uh, but if you lower gaze, alhamdulillah, everything will be, you will protect yourself and stop asking for more and more from your husband, from your spouse. But on Facebook, it's hundreds. So it's actually worse. Facebook or Twitter or even YouTube, anywhere. Uh, social media. You need to take it easy and just to boycott what is bad for you. So if you if you order to lower your gaze in the street, you're ordered to lower your gaze on Facebook as well. And stop gazing at those, I don't know, the six packs and the, the crazy makeup women in the fashion. Stop stop losting on this. That's just bad. Plus the, all the bad news that's on Facebook that tells talks about, you know, the husband is bad, the wife is bad, and then you start, you know, getting all that um build up in you. And then what's what and the truth of the matter is it's only it's only um hearsay it's only one side of the story and any story have at least two sides at least two sides so just don't if you want to use the social media use it in a way that allah Azza wa Jal will be happy with so you know communicate with the with the family um read the 
I treat the Facebook, my Facebook as a, as a news reel. So I read, um, 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 I will, I'll come back to the comments. Uh, if, um, uh, I treat it was a news, so I've only subscribed to certain things so I can read the news. That's how I treat with it. Now, number 11, we spoke about it before. We're going to talk um, about it again, which is harmony. Harmony is important, but also with harmony, you have to understand, you have to be, to be aware of the art of negotiation and accepting differences. So, if... Um, um you know you, you you meet on a on a, on a several levels let's say for example with your husband or your wife um on a several levels but there's one thing or two that's missing how can we negotiate on this so you are, there's a harmony but then how can you negotiate let's say the husband for example doesn't have the six uh, packs uh what are you going to do are you going to leave the marriage for this if it's that important for you well leave it and i wouldn't i wouldn't call it materialistic it's if it's that important leave the marriage if there's a lot of things that's happening uh which is good but the six packs are not there and that's important for you it's acceptable it's fine we'll leave the marriage but if you can negotiate about this how can we negotiate can we negotiate can we uh, discuss the diet for example can we discuss some training keeping in mind this is going to be a long curve before you get there because if it doesn't happen before you it will not happen on your watch let's say the the um, the woman for example um, maybe she's a bit overweight. Are you going to marry and you're into skinny woman? If you agree to marry her, you don't nag her. You'll have to accept what you have. And this is where you accept the differences. If this is too important for you that you cannot take it uh, because she's too big for you or even too skinny, well, fine, move on and get somebody that will tick that box. But keep in mind, nobody is going to give you everything that you want. And that's one of the issues also with the social media, because we, we, there is that portrait about the perfect person, and people don't realize well nobody's perfect. Well, they forget that nobody's perfect, and you know all the filters with the, um, um, all the filters with the, uh, you know, with the clear skin and the colors and the lights and the contrast and the saturation to give that perfect picture. But in real life, no. They're not that perfect. And then you get mesmerized with this and you start seeking for this. And you should not, um, you should not really doing that. You should not be, you know, be affected with this. Social media is just an illusion. People that I'm, I'm on social media and I, I, yes, I have good pictures because it's been taken good, but I don't claim that I'm actually that good looking. It's all, it's all um, been processed because it's social media, the, the team, works out the way that um, they do the social media but it doesn't mean that you know the person is perfect you should not be you should not be taken by that so uh, number 12 um, safety and security I've already touched on this but safety and security um, safety and security when you feel safe in a relationship this is when you excel. You know, I was there's there's a scene that most of you would probably have seen. You know, when you walk down the street, there's a few pigeons there, and they don't move, although they are very fidgy. You know, birds they they are very scared birds because they are aware of 
you know, they're, how small they are, how fragile they are, and a man or woman can, you know, cause harm to them and, you know, kill them. So they're very fidgy. But in places like, for example, Mecca, you would see lots of birds who wouldn't move and they would even become obstacle for the people. Why they would do that? Because they, they, they have the safety that the people over there will not harm those pigeons. So they've excelled. The true character came out and they, they, they've excelled and they become more, they, they would become positive and happy. This is how we need to treat each other. Every man and every woman have the right to be the king of the house, the queen of the house. That's her right. And part of that right is to treat her to treat each other with respect, with dignity, with utmost respect and, and love and affection. When you have that consistently, and when when you know when when these things are hard and you don't forget the good times, that's called wafa. That's called um, being faithful. Then you, your spouse will feel safe. You would feel safe. When you get differences with each other, you don't have the fan and then, geez, you know what, I'm going to leave you now. That's not right. That You wouldn't feel secure in such a relationship when every, th every time you get an argument, the spouse says, I'm leaving you. I want to leave you. You know what? I'm leaving you. I don't want to be with you. That's it. I'm gone. I'm gone. That doesn't make you feel safe. It doesn't give anybody safety and if this is the person who keeps saying that is when they get angry they um they, they they just say that they have to learn stop saying it when they're angry stop just when they're angry just sh shut up just 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 don't say anything just stay away until you calm down and then you talk don't talk when you're angry because things are hard to fix once the word is said so it's important to feel safe and secure within the marriage. And how would that be? Be with a communication, open communication, allow things to slide and just, you know, let things go. Respect, love, uh, be just, no double standards. There's no criticism, but advice and compliments. And the devotion of giving instead of being, um, being, um, uh, you know, shorted, you know, uh, I'm equal to you and you should be submitting or I'm even better than you. That's not right. That's not a good relationship. Generosity um, of giving and, and be creative in loving each other. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to play, well, he played with Aisha. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam played with Aisha. He used to play hide and run. So the, the marathon, they would run, um, um, they would run, they would race, and she she would actually race, she would beat him, and he would laugh about it, and then he would beat her, and they would laugh about it. That's creativity, in um, in the love and loving the the other person. And the last thing I wrote, which is the most important thing, the, the most important the most important of all, is taqwa. And taqwa is is gonna be the what will allow everything that I've said happen? A taqwa to, to observe Allah Azza wa Jal in yourself and in the others, inshaAllah. That's how we're going to be taqi. And 
when you when you have the taqwa, you will not be unjust. You will not cause double standards. You will not try to, um, you know, uh, pull a fast one or uh, forget that you don't have faith or you're not faithful anymore. Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, you know, marry marry your daughters to a mu'min because the mu'min, if he saw something about her that's not right, he will he will think of the good ones. Of the good things about her, uh, we're going to talk about this in the context of divorce. But inshallah, that's uh, until then. So uh, that's what I wanted to say. It seems to be this is a topic that uh, there's lots of comments. Um, Sister Nashwa, what's the questions, please? Assalamu alaikum, uh, Sister Ganima. Uh, she said. Um, Tuning for this one, it's so not to get married, but so difficult nowadays to find a good fearing person to marry. When you have too much expectations, yes, it's too difficult. Um, and if you look for the person with the Iman, inshallah, you'll find the per within the person of Iman, you'll find inshallah what you're looking for. But as I said, you'll have to keep your expectations real, uh, realistic and away from the social media, which is just crazy. Insha'Allah. Uh, plus a pray. Um, Fatima did not pray until she was 20, by the way. Keeping in mind that her sister Zainab married by the age of 10. Ruqayya and Umm Khartoum married by the age, got married by the age 8 and 7. So her marriage got really late. Ummuna uh, Khadija, she was late to get married. Uh, she got, had two marriages, but she didn't work, and she was really late to get married. It's all rizq. And rizq only come with supplications to Allah Azza wa Jalla, sadaqat, in the praying. This is what brings the rizq. Al-istighfar, al-istighfar, you know, to, say, to, to redeem yourself. And to say, astaghfirullah, you know, uh, I um, ask Allah for forgiveness from sins, all the sins I've made. Sorry, astaghfirullah. That is the key for all rizq, subhanAllah. So I would advise you to do lots of sadaqat. Uh, and so in the istighfar inshallah and your rizq will come bi and also she's asking about uh, dowry she said dowry is supposed to be a, uh, a small amount as a token of the new husband commitment to take care of his new bride um, can we have the question on the screen please and in terms of uh, is it a small token or not um, it's, it's, a, it's a small token you can make it as small or as big as you want uh, there's no, there is, there is nothing, uh, nothing wrong with pay, paying a huge sum uh, as a dowry, but the problem is to burden the husband, or the the husband to be with a huge dowry. That is wrong. That's just not right. But if he's got the money and um, he can afford it, there's nothing wrong. Alama says, you know, لا يرد موسى ولا يكلف so if he's got the money to pay, doesn't have the money, just go easy on him. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and we have Sister Salma. Um, that's ugly truth, Sister. For the last 10 years, I have been looking for uh, the God-fearing brother. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now I leave it, uh, now I leave it to Allah. Well, we always leave it to Allah from the beginning to the end. Uh, it's not just the uh, now we leave it to Allah after we um, giving up. 
I do appreciate that you try and try and try, but then if you can't try anymore, you say, okay, uh, I will leave it in the hands of Allah because I've tried my best and Allah Azza wa Jal, you do it. But this should be the intention from the beginning. And what we try is only trying to work with the reasons. It's not easy to find a husband or a wife, yes, but because when your expectation is too high and when you want to cross every T and dot every I, I've seen it. I've seen it in days in and out. If you relaxed and chilled about it and, you know, happy to have a good medium average person, um, and things will be easy, inshallah. But when you keep asking for more and more and more, especially if you feel, and I'm not saying this is you, sister, I'm talking about all the cases. Some sisters feel that they deserve just absolutely the best and they keep looking for the best, but they can't find the best. And But they see it on social media, they see it on Instagram, but they can't see it in real life. Um, I can only say, take it easy and always do istikhara. Always do istikhara. Yeah. Okay. Sister Ganma again. And women, we have to educate ourselves this matter and be financially independent. Um, so when you come into a marriage, you are already secured. So if it doesn't work, you have money, no need to depend on anyone. Um, I, I suppose the economy in the, in the world is um, it's not a good thing. And uh, trying to find a husband with good money, maybe it's not an easy thing. I do, I'm aware that uh, many sisters they don't get the, they don't seek the divorce because they know they cannot afford the divorce. And subhanAllah, that's not right. Because Allah Azza wa is the one who would give the money. Uh, it's not the person, it's not the marriage. And I, and I know for a fact, I, I know there are some sisters did not actually go for the divorce, although they, they can't stand the husband, they can't be in this marriage anymore, whatever marriage is, uh, they can't be in. But they wouldn't go for divorce because they financially cannot afford it. And the, subhanAllah, everybody, you know, tried to look into their own financial affairs. But Allah Azza wa Jal told us that, um, Allah Azza wa Jal told us that the, um, he's the one who was give us the money. Uh, so Allah Azza wa Jal said, and that's in the divorce, it says, you know, if both, uh, in the ayah for divorce, if both get divorced, Allah Azza wa Jal will, will give money for each one. Sorry, Yes. Okay, uh, again, Sister Garma. In my first marriage, I was the second wife and had no issue with, the, with that at all. Uh, my issue is the lying. I just cannot stand lies. Uh, and she said, uh, the first wife lives in Africa and never met her. Only spoke to her a few times. She is so sweet. And if a relationship starts with lies, its uh, foundation is crooked and will not last. After six months, uh, I divorced. Many other things were wrong. And that's it. Subhanallah. Yes, um, lying is not a good um, foundation for marriage. And lying is just wrong. And there's a hadith of uh, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam talks about a Muslim can do many sins, well, a few sins, but lying is not one of them. So lying is no good. Now there's a difference. Sometimes you wouldn't say you wouldn't say it because you don't want to hurt the 
person in front of you but when you lie that's just different and it's just it's difficult uh, may Allah inshallah give you uh, make all your faces inshallah good and give you the best of of all inshallah other okay. questions yes uh, Nasreen finding someone for marriage is the hard part yes it's not easy um, it's not easy to find uh, a good husband but as I said if you keep um, if you keep the expectations realistic and the um, uh, and just try to be realistic with your with what you're looking for inshallah you will find plus you work with the reasons as in you try to do make give the charity you you um, you get closer to your dean and understand more about the dean about the marriage jurisprudence and then um, how to be a good wife inshallah and to pray to Allah Azza wa Allah Azza wa will give you a good husband Sister Salma, if I had all the knowledge about marriage that Allah and our Nabi said about it in the Quran, it would have been different. But uh, but I was jahil about the matter. Uh, Alhamdulillah, now I know how important it is. Alhamdulillah, and it's important. I mean, in my khutbahs, I always say um, to 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 the congregation, to the to the to the pray uh, worshippers that you will need to understand your faith, but what's important is, what's incumbent in you is to understand for what relate to you. So if you work in trading, if you if you, if you um, a merchant, if you have a shop, you need to understand what is halal and haram in bay'ah and shira'ah, what is the riba, what is not riba, because you can easily, you know, slip into riba. If you're getting to become, a, if you're getting to marriage, you need to understand you know the ahkam of talaq jurisprudence of uh, marriage you have to understand ahkam zawaj wa talaq wa mut'a you have to understand all that before you get married if you want to pray you need to understand you know how you can persevere how can you observe your prayers how can you do the abolition you'll have to understand that but you don't you don't have to understand zakat if you're faqir but if you have a bit of money then you start to understand the zakat if you have you know, if you if you work with the certain things, uh, medicine, for example, you have to understand what's halal and haram. So you always have to understand what you're about to do from your faith point of view, from Islam point of view. So Jazakallah khair for the good point. It's a good point, Sister Salma. Um, and I pray you all the best, inshallah. Uh, Sister Nasreen, oh, come on. If I had a husband with biceps, I would be a very happy woman. Well, very good. Well, uh, I didn't say that this, the, uh, it's um, um, it's a valid claim. And if that was makes you happy, you need to look for somebody who would, you know, have that. And there's, there's so many, mashallah, alhamdulillah, brothers who does have, who does have that, and they have good faith, inshallah, as well. So you look for what you, uh, what makes you happy. But what I what I did say in the context of what I said is, if this is the only thing that was missing, are you gonna leave the marriage for that? If that the case is fine, you know, one of the Sahabiya did that and her name was Jamila and she divorced Thabit ibn Qais because he wasn't good looking eventually. Uh, although he was a very good mannered person, he had very high status and he has good money, but he did he wasn't good looking, so she left him for that. And Muhammad didn't say no to that. So if this is important for you, okay, uh, you know, bismillah, but you need to be realistic about it. Jazakallah khair. Okay. Sister Ganama again. 
Thank you, Lord. I have never been attracted to physics in a man. And uh, the older I get, the more I am attracted to a man. And what is in someone's heart, uh, their, their level of love for Quran and Sunnah and Allah. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, tabarakallah. Jazakallah khair, sister Nima. I don't know, G- Ganama, I think Ganama, I think so. No, but she, the name says uh, Yanima, spelled oh. Yanima. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Uh, Sister Nasreen, I respect going for someone's Iman, but this is a personal thing, can't be measured. The Iman, you cannot measure it, no, but you can see the actions. We don't measure what's in the heart. Um, but we measure what the actions are, and this is what we've been ordered to look into the actions. So, from the beginning, when we talk about the al khutbah, uh, the father will need to see about his prayers, you know, and how it is with the men. The 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 mother will need to see how she's with the women and how she's prayers at home. So, always about the prayers, the memorizing the Quran, reciting. Is he always on time with the salah? And and I keep saying, if his manners were not as good as his iman or, or his uh, praying, it's fine because if he continue with the salah, inshallah, his manners will become better. But this is what we look for: is the um, is the appearances basically. Okay, Sister Salma, true brother, uh, Subhanallah. How how do our ummah understands of what is being a Muslim? They just say it. There is a reason why you are a Muslim. Allah gave us. Um, akl. Akal. Uh, yes, akal. Subhanallah. Yeah, subhanallah. Well, um, it says you have to understand that there is, it's like a pyramid. So the base of the pyramid, the wide spread, is maybe not as distinguished as the go higher. By the time Muhammad وسلم, died, um, he had more than 100,000 Sahabi. How many of them we know their names? How many of them are distinguished? How many of them are standing out of the crowd? Few, considering there's hundreds of thousands there. There's only a few of them. And this is the hal of the Ummah. Now, we're not saying that the Ummah should be just um, reluctant and she just drag their heels and the people should just accept that. No. We always encourage people to become the best version of themselves. The best version of themselves, always. But, yes, we all have a version. Uh, sorry, we, have, we all have a journey. And we go through this. Uh, we all have a journey with Islam. Some of us are born into not very good practicing family. And by the time you grow up and you try to, to, try to understand what's halal and haram, try to become a better Muslim, then it takes time. And that's happened to many of us. So, Alhamdulillah, we are we are we are good. We are good ummah, uh, but we we can do better, much better. Inshallah, we will. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Okay, Sister Huaya, uh, there must be something that attracts you to the person at first physical. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no problem with that. But when you when you look for the physics, you'll have to look within the iman. Let's say, for example. You know, during the khutbah uh, or before the khutbah, you came across a woman that or a man that physically you're so attracted to. There's no problem. There's no haram. 
there's a hadith but in kind although it's daif but it's a hadith says so when you like when you're attracted to the person that much we we'll get married so seek to get married but to do the khutbah to do the uh, and in the middle you know along the way if you notice that uh, the person iman is actually not good iman you don't want to continue and if you were attracted for somebody who had so much makeup so much makeup believe me you don't want to marry that you don't want to marry that because that's just just not right um you want to marry somebody with iman and then the makeup that makeup could be person could be in a private space but not that um so just my this is my advice there's nothing wrong being attracted to physically and yes you know uh, Allah says in the Quran so you'll have to like her to marry her and like her not just taba, not just the um, the character or the heart but also the physics and that's absolutely fine there's no problem with that and you, you, that's why you know you go to see the ru'ya, uh, the the, the sh because you want to look at the physics you already know the character but you need to look at the physics otherwise you could be just sitting next to each other or just talking but allow the physics element to actually come out inshallah okay we have a question from malahat uh, for me sincerity is the most important characteristic uh, everything maybe come afterwards allahu alam yeah yeah well that's another thing so you care about sincerity which is very good uh, it's a very good value and characteristic um, and yes, if you have that, inshallah, everything will follow. Bi'ithnillah. Okay, we have no more questions. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, there is, I think, um, um, uh, Niyima, so saying no makeup is the best. Uh, and she was saying, agree with Imam and no makeup. I did mention the makeup, by the way. If, if it's the day, if if the daily life, the daily life have that makeup, that's just not right. It's just not, not Islamically, really not right. Um, and if you're attracted to it, I understand, you know, but this has to stop. It can't continue this way. Um, but when it comes to Ru'ya Sharia, you know, to go and see in the khutbah, the, um, it's it's okay. Uh, it's acceptable for the uh, to have the makeup, but also to have no makeup. So have few sessions, one with makeup and one without makeup. So you see both uh, sides, inshallah, and it should be fine. Um, so jazakumullah khair. Thank you for uh, being a lovely audience, and inshallah we'll be meeting next week with the. Um, we'll be uh, meeting next week and talk about the divorce. And divorce is something that um, it's a license, and it's um, it's it's you can use it when you can. Um, and yes, one last thing I want to say about marriage: marriage is a must if you can, uh, not just financially. Maybe you can financially, but you can physically. And that's what happened with a Sahabi who couldn't have didn't have the money, but he needed to get married. So marriage, if you can, is a must. It's wajib, fard. But if you can't, it's haram. And I mean it's haram. Some men or women uh, have this, for example, about something about them. To men, for example, can't get, cannot perform or cannot um, have children. Or the women cannot have children. Um, 
you cannot lie. So what the brother just said before about sincerity, you cannot lie about this. So if you uh, have these issues, you don't get married. You get married only if you're sincere about it and you find somebody who's accepting this. If for whatever reason you don't have, you only want to, you want it for the appearances, it's haram. If um, if the marriage is based on trust and sincerity, then mashallah, it's halal. Bismillah. But you cannot get married if you have if you cheat somebody. That's just haram. It's a pure haram. اللهم يا واحد يا أحد يا فرد يا صمد يا من ليس له كف أحد اللهم نسألك من كل خير سأله منه سأله محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من كل شر استعاذ منه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم يا واحد يا أحد اللهم نعوذ بك من الهم والغم والحزن والعجز والضعف والكسل والعين وسحر والحسد والجبن وغضلع الدين وغلبة الرجال يا الله اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين وانصر, وانصر المسلمين على أعداء الدين يا رب العالمين أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائل المسلمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته